What's up, trade crew? Welcome back to another episode of HVAC R&D. We are powered by Keystone Sales and Associates. They are your premier PHVAC manufacturers rep in the Mid-Atlantic. This is episode 113, which is crazy. We are, we have no guest, me and Ryden, catching up. We, we missed a week. Uh, we, we did that to you again. Sorry about that. This, uh, this training schedule and Ryden's new job is, uh, it's a lot. It's a lot going on. So we got some uh, catching up to do. We got a lot of stuff to talk about. So without further ado, let's get it going. Yeah, come on. officially in the lap now oh, we can boy. now we can do the show i guess <laughs> so what's up trade crew welcome back to the show rhino and cody sitting here hosting with our buddy dennis yep, yep dog in the lap because he wouldn't stop barking so that's how it goes anyway yep, welcome back we, to uh, another- <laughs> we couldn't wait to, for ryan couldn't wait for ryan to move get the dog situated and they're in his yep. lap yep <laughs> uh, you know how it goes but anyway so uh welcome back trade crew thank you for coming back for another episode this is number 113 like dennis said uh it feels like we've done this a lot and feels like we haven't done it a lot at the same time i know um but i love it i love it so uh as always thank you to our other platinum sponsor one thing marketing thank you to Brittany and her team for putting together our website i know we've had a couple of people that I've seen a lot of posts lately asking about website help. So, you know, if you want some of that, go on over to hvacrnd.com and get a link to One Thing Marketing and set up a meeting with Brittany. Doesn't cost you anything. Just take some time and see if maybe they can help you guys out, help build your business, help get you some answers you need at a good quality price from a good quality team. So definitely go and do that. Also, again, as we've been asking, how much are you loving HVAC R&D right now? Whatever streaming platform you're listening to us on, Pandora, Spotify, iHeart, Apple Music, any and everywhere you listen to us, please follow us where you listen to us, like us, rate us, leave us a review, share us with your trade crew so we can continue getting the word out there about the things we're trying to do to help grow the trades. You know, if you're interested in being a sponsor or sponsoring a one-off show, please make sure to contact us through the website, hvacrnd.com. Just go through the contact page and you can hook up with us there and I'll reach out to you as soon as I see it. Social stats continue to grow. Trade Hounds is getting close to 1,600. It's 
growing pretty quick. Dang, that's um, moving. Yeah, quickly. yeah, it's getting up there. Uh, Instagram's had a good boost the last week or so. Uh, LinkedIn, which I'm starting to see, we can see some cool stats over there. So it's really interesting to kind of see all of you guys that are listening. And also, please, just like I said, make sure to follow us on social media, on Instagram and TikTok at hvac.rd. Find us on LinkedIn, TradeHounds, and Facebook as the HVACRD Podcast. You can also join the mailing list at hvacrd.com and check out live events and some other info as we get them scheduled and get them out there. So, I was yeah, going to say, LinkedIn, uh, when we get some analytics from LinkedIn, we know all your business. Yep. <laughs> well, we don't know your business. We know like everything because you have to fill so much out, right? You don't yep. do that on other platforms. Yeah, yep. so you get some kind of real in-depth demographics. It's interesting. Didn't you say what was interesting about TradeHounds, the group following us? Wasn't there something? Maybe I'm thinking LinkedIn. Oh, well, well um, LinkedIn's interesting because they have a really good mix. The TradeHounds following is interesting because we actually have a lot of people that are outside of HVAC. We've got a lot of electricians and plumbers. Which we're trying to get on the show. So, you know, that's been a nice other avenue that we're seeing, you know, grab stuff from just because we want people to know that we're here to talk about all trades, not just HVAC. I know it's in our name and it's really, you know, the heart of our show and the basis of what, you know, we've been going through in our careers. But, you know, the whole point of this show is to, to shed light on the trade. So we'd love to be able to have some debates and conversations with electricians and plumbers and you know talk about the differences and the similarities in our day-to-day things we have to go out and deal with there you go yeah i mean uh we got to get some plumbers electricians on here if there's anybody listening reach out to us and like i said i they're not typing in hvac you know so we'll we're going to follow them on uh, Instagram. I follow a lot of plumbers. I love watching somebody change out a toilet for whatever reason in fast motion or something. I can't <laughs> stop watching that. Like, um, <laughs> I got to change the toilet out this weekend. Uh, Kylie's bathroom has the last one in this little rental house that we're fixing up. Um, so I'll be changing that. I want to make a video with me talking over it like that one guy does. I can't think of what it is. Where he says, hey, boy, you can't do that. Why'd you use that drill? Uh, (laughs) It's a young kid that makes a... He does plumbing. He sounds young anyway. And he... The video is him changing out stuff, and then he does a voiceover, and it's fantastic. I love it. Um, Maybe I'll make one of those changing that toilet out. I think you should. Allie, hold the camera. All right, so can uh, set the tripod up. I can, but that what, what's the depends fun on the that? angle. What's what now? That's the real question. What angle do you want for the time? So, so no lie, the first toilet I ever saw my dad change out took the toilet up. Of course, I'm thinking, oh boy, why has he got me in here doing this? Like, there's nothing good gonna come out of this, right? <laughs> and the wax ring, the wax ring under a toilet looks so bad. But it's wax. And I saw my dad, like, with his gloves on, you know, back in the... He probably didn't even have gloves on. Who knows? Um, <laughs> just scoop up that wax, and I'm like, oh, I'm out. Because <laughs> I wasn't old enough to realize it wasn't wax. Yeah. And uh, 
Callie did the same thing when I changed a couple dolls around here. She was like, oh, no, I'm out. No. <laughs> I'm like, come on, Callie. That's <laughs> oh, funny. I'll make you a sandwich after this. It's fine. No, don't make me a sandwich. Yeah, I've got to call a plumber about <laughs> our upstairs bathroom. It's got some issues that I think either the home inspector missed or the previous homeowners jacked something up right before they we took over it? the house. I'm guessing so. <laughs> Oh yeah, because it job. worked for like it worked for like two days, and now it's got major issues, and I just uh -oh. haven't gotten anyone in here to mess with it yet since we have <laughs> we got a bathroom and a half bath downstairs, but I got to get this thing taken care of at some point. So if you're a plumber right. in the Charlotte area and you feel like making a service call, take care of me. <laughs> <laughs> take care of me. I was gonna uh, say I'm not reach out in the Charlotte through, area. Yeah, reach out through HVAC R and D and let me know. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you a good plug on the show if you make me get hey. <laughs> Yeah. I'll say we might may or may not have him on the show. Yeah, might not want to have him on the show after that. that that's true. Might not might not need that. But oh hell. Well, what All right, are you we got a, what am I drinking? <clears throat> All right, so we got a sad day and I, I feel like I kind of forced them into closing. I feel terrible. Oh. Uh, the little local brewery, the Levy, that I've talked about on the show, and I said, I just, I didn't like their beer. Well, he's he's closing the doors um, in our town here, which it's just a little, he's he's British, and so his beer's different. I didn't want to say it's bad, it's just different. And uh, I felt horrible. I went in there and grabbed a four-pack and uh, talked to him a little bit. He's saying he just wants to, He's tired of owning a business, um, which we've talked about on here. Every time I'm in there, he's, you know, waiting tables and slinging beers. And he's like, I got stuff going on at home and I just want to go home like yep. at five o'clock. You know what I mean? When you run a business like that, you're working when everybody else is off, I guess you could say. So I grabbed a four pack of Daylight Robbery. It's a British Golden Ale, 4.2%, a little light, 25 on the IBU scale. Okay. It's a uh, made with Maris Otter and Munich malts. We know Munich malts, right? We do. All right, here we go. Yeah, it's got, it's a little short with the, the paint. Let's see what, ooh, yeah, that's A-L-E. Ailey. Ailey. Okay. All right. Well, I'm not going to say it's bad now. It's, you you know, can't now. It's fantastic. It's a, it's a vintage beer now. Can't get it <laughs> anymore. That's right. So it has gone up in value. No, it's a good beer. I like some ales. Some attic ale. We should, some attic we should ale. start that. Hey, yeah. Or a... Uh, Crawl Space IPA. Yep. Crawl Space IPA. Alright, well We all know what that is God, you ripped that open like a pro Well, you also didn't have any introduction So I know what it is <laughs> That's what I said, I mean, we know That sound is just a staple It is That that may have to go on The next intro Ooh yeah, I know a guy that, that can soundbite that That was around 12 <laughs> minutes <laughs> <laughs> yep 
All right, so I feel like this show, um, we're just going to do a little catch-up, but that's going to kind of be the whole show. We may drift into different, you know, territories on our way, but... Well, we've got a lot of catch-up that's heavy distribution related, too, though, so... Yep. We will, we will stay on topic while enjoying our conversation and our delightful beverages. Yeah, I think we got some more guests coming up. You know, we book guests and then stuff happens and we have to... Everybody we have on the show, you know, typically... They don't, they don't ride around and do podcasts for a living, right? Nope. Or even speak on them. So everybody's busy. Um, so, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll do some catching up here. Where do you want to start? Uh, we can start wherever, my friend. So I, I guess, know the uh, last show, well, I, I said I was going to do some training. I'm still training. You know, not to make it a Bosch commercial, but... The Bosch product is definitely buzzing and requires a lot of training as far as people want training on it. They want to know what it is, what, what's it about, what's it sound like, how do you how do you start it. So I'm probably just training year-round on this thing, you know? Well, I mean, um, you are a trainer, so well, I, would I, know expect that. That. I would expect that to a point. <laughs> uh. I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I did take a ton of service calls this morning and it's so weird how tech support calls come in waves of the same thing does anybody always. want to explain that how? always it's like 80 percent downflow furnaces you won't sell one for two years <laughs> and then you'll sell five in the same week and you're like what in the hell just happened yeah so this morning i probably took 10 calls before 9.30 all on the Bosch stat from three different complete towns. That's so weird. I can't figure that out. Um, all different questions too. Just, you know, run times and how do you find this in there and where do you go for this and nice. how do I do this Wi-Fi? But that's it. It was all Bosch stat this morning. Um, no issues, just, you know, just thought that was kind of strange. But, yeah, so I went up to Virginia. I don't normally train in Virginia. I went up there to Richmond. Poor man south of Richmond was, was I. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> um, Jim Air had us up there. And big, big training room at this one. Um, you know, they're all different. But big training room. Had 45-plus guys. I don't remember the tally. And really good interaction. Had a good time. Had a four-hour class. And, uh, of course, I had the trailer. Old Big Sexy I was towing up there. And went out there and went through that and looked at some other stuff we had on the trailer. and So that was good. Um, then after that, I strolled down to Charleston. <laughs> yeah. And, just a uh, quick little, <laughs> quick little jaunt down that way. Yep, went down to Charleston. Yeah, I did a lot of training last week or traveling. Um, went down to Charleston for the kind of a little grand opening, I guess you could say, of the distribution center for Bosch. Yep, excited about that. Uh, 
I know I've had some conversations this past week about um, planning some stuff down there with some people. I'm supposed to go back to Charleston, uh, I think, middle of December for a couple of days is the plan at the moment, unless anything oh, changes. Have to pop in there. They were... So this is a distribution center, right? Just like me and Ryden went to in Chicago. Yep. Not a plant. <laughs> Definitely not a plant. Nope. Um, well, these people were like, what? You know, we showed up there with distribution guys like uh, counter guys and managers or, or counter, you know, branch managers, just distribution guys. So no contractors, just to let them know, hey, this is available now. You know, we got support and these people in this distribution center were like stoked. I mean, like they're coming to see this place. Well, this is just a warehouse. What do you mean? I'm like, well, this is a big deal. You know what I mean? Well, it's, it's a statement of intent from, you know, from, from the Bosch perspective of, you know, they want to build a footprint here in the Carolinas and, and get in the game. Well, how else do you do that? You open a distribution center down here to make it easier for your, distributors get product right so yes. that guy was spitting out the, the guy that was running that so there's when i'm driving in this now first of all these these warehouses that you see off the highway they look really they look normal off the highway till you pull up like an amazon or a, um these new pl like warehouse places they're building now dude they are ginormous oh yeah I mean, I couldn't even see the bay door on the other end of the place. It yep. looked like <laughs> it looked like a uh, you know the end of a pen down there. I'm like, wow, well, how many? Well, I mean, how many square feet is this? Like, this is you know they're just going out in the middle of nowhere and building these. I mean, you see them, you know, yeah, driving it's like a, quarter, a quarter million you know square feet. It's insane. Yeah, it's like we have a you know two hundred bay doors. Like, excuse me. Like what? Uh, but anyway, so is it evens and odds? Is it like Aurora was? I have to ask. Remember that? Uh, like yeah, odds was, are one yes. side of the building, evens are the other. That messed me up so bad at first. They're like, go to bay two, and I'm like, well, there's one and there's three. Shit. Yeah, it was like it was like <laughs> the mail, right? Like trying to find the address. <laughs> That's on this side. Um, so we go in there and super super tight security like look man nobody's gonna bust in here and run out of here with a five ton outdoor unit <clears throat> but um super tight security very clean but the guy was telling us that runs the place he's like yeah you you drove past a, a bosch place coming in that's an automotive building and we do about what do you say three billion out of there something kind of crazy number um, but he said Bosch is number five on the list at the port in Charleston. Okay. So all the stuff that comes in, they're on priority five, um, which I think is pretty high. I don't know in the grand scheme of things. But um, so took us on a tour. Of course, you know, it's a warehouse. We're looking at equipment in a brown box. But the. Uh, just the automation and how they check everything in and you know it's just streamlined you know there's not it don't take a whole lot of people to work there i guess you could say 
No. That stuff gets gets to where it's it's simplified down so much. It's crazy. Man. They have a they built a gym in the back for the employees. Nice. They have uh you know, that's that's a big thing too, right? Like when they come to work, because you're at work more than you're at home. Oh yeah. Right? You know, we know that. So uh these places are starting to try to it's not just like, yeah, you're gonna work here and like it. Yeah, you're gonna they work here and you like it. You're gonna work <laughs> we're gonna pay you. That's your gift, right? Uh no, they're doing they wanna make it a little more enjoyable. Um well, they bring was... food trucks in for lunch for them sometimes and just cover it. Nice. Like, you know, little things like that. There was a, uh, I can't remember if there was, I think there was a software company that was in Cary, North Carolina. I think it was, I think it was SAS for SAS is what some people call them. I think, don't quote me on that, yep. but, but anyway, That's a big company. they were one of those first places where I heard about some people going to work there that they offered all that stuff. Like they had, and they had a cafeteria, um, like they had like made to order breakfast stuff, made to order lunches, made to order dinners. They had a gym. They had all this, these amenities. They had a whole wing dedicated to childcare, so people didn't have to go and try to pay someone else to watch their kid. They would. That's crazy. I mean, it was nuts, dude. Yeah, don't be trying don't to call in. Yeah. <laughs> no, we got you. Come on in. It's like that's it. Um, <laughs> it's like you get all these additional little perks, but. You know, at the same time, it's like if you didn't feel like you, they owned you already. Woo. Right. That's one way to look at it. Dennis, we see that you only went to the gym twice this week. Is everything okay? Yeah. Did we right. need to assign you to a counselor? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just getting everybody in the. I mean, work is a grind, right? It is what it is. But, uh, yeah, there's companies are starting to try to get people in a different mindset while they're at work which i don't that's a good idea well and i mean you look at i think some of that's a result of you know three years of a lot of people getting into remote work too you know it takes the amount of incentive to get people back to leaving their house every single day is having to go up in order to you know incentivize people like you said or more entice people to think about a different type of job well and and me and Ryden just uh we're definitely this is a trades driven podcast not a whole lot of work from home on this show but no um we just got off a phone call earlier today about we we did some interviews for some stuff coming down the pipeline and uh she was asking a ton of questions about the trade industry in general and you can't after what we just went through in 2020 you know it's hard it's hard to beat a trade industry for for that right it it went right on through a i mean we were recording during these podcasts you know or during the pandemic doing the podcast and everything just kept going on this end of the you know business like yeah and i mean we had obviously we had our hiccups there were a lot of but it has to you yeah, know? there were a lot of manufacturing shortages, which I'll be honest, I heard someone the other day try to blame a shortage on COVID again. And I said, dude, no, that no. ship has sailed. Yeah, good we're try. Past that. That. <laughs> we're past that. We're past that. 
But yeah, I was gonna say at some point, I was like, eh, restaurants have nope. to. No, man, I swear, I swear, restaurants keep are keeping it lean as far as as long as they can. And like, yeah, they are. You know, it's just shortages. You're like, well, then I'm just gonna leave. Like, I'm gonna get up and leave. But if they can, if if people will keep coming in there, and they got one server for the whole place. You think they're going to hire five more? No, they're I mean, not going to. You see what I mean? Like restaurants, well, and, and that's really the problem because then, then, well, in, in restaurants especially, because then it takes, you know, you get one good worker and then you just absolutely work them to absolute death because you can. Right. And and that can be, yeah, it can be tough sometimes. Which good I mean, it's good tips, I guess, but. I kind of had that that same experience. I know we'll get into some more of this, but like I had had uh, lunch somewhere the other day, and like the service was just terrible. I mean, the place was busy, but they just they didn't have the staff to cover it at all. And some yeah, of that may be because the they just can't get anybody to work. But some of it also is there are times where they could hire more, but they don't. Yeah, restaurant industry is tough. I know. Yeah, it is. Well, yeah. So, so you were in Somersville, and then. And then you then continued to, your South Carolina tour. Yep. Went to Myrtle Beach. Did some training at a Johnstone. Then I said Harvey. So making a rounds through the distributors world. Um, yep. Said Harvey down there at Myrtle Beach. That guy that always sets up that training. He always sets it up at a golf course. Always. Because he's well, a member. You, of, that's how he entices you. <laughs> right. So we always try to play either the day before or after the training, and we we snuck in around. And uh, I will say, I did shoot seventy five down there, Solid. and I hadn't played in a, in over a month. But playing golf around here where I'm at in the foothills, dude, if you get good at playing mountain golf, I went down here. to the beach. Yeah, I went down to the beach, and I'm like, wow, this is it. This is all you got. I like, still need one of these days you and I to play the first course I ever played. <laughs> Go play oh, Old up Smoky in the, Mountain. Yep. Dude, mountain golf, the elevation is so hard. It's just... And when I went to the beach, I get up on the tee box, and I can see every pin yeah. from the tee box. It doesn't matter how long it is. <laughs> like, oh, there it is. Okay, sweet. Yeah, you're not hitting up a, you know... You're not walking over to the edge of the tee box and looking down 300 yards at the pin. Like, oh, yeah. And the guys down there that live down there, they don't get it. No. I like hitting the fairway and then I hit an iron onto the green and two putt for par and go to the next hole. And I'm like, God, this is just fantastic here. It's just <laughs> great. It's just flat. And he's just like, man. I'm like, look, I get up on the tee box, man. I got so much confidence because there's just not really any trouble. I mean, you can throw some water out there, but uh, a lot of water on this course. We play, yeah, but, a lot of water. Uh, yeah, I shot pretty you're, good. You're only at the oh, beach. Yeah. No water there. That's right. <laughs> Saw some gators swimming around the tee box. That was kind of neat. Um, don't know if I've ever saw that. Seems like I would have playing golf, but I haven't. <laughs> but uh, you didn't have one to steal your ball. No chubs moment. Not now. Little Bob Barker action. Yep. Um. So yeah, the I 
what I keep running into and you know, not to get super technical with it, but um, this little world that we're running into now with the inverter products outside and inside is non-communicating. It's definitely a learning curve. Um, the, the training I did for Sid Harvey, the guy set it up about three months ago. And uh, people get on the books early for the training. And he said, listen, I got all service guys. It's all showing up. I don't want an introduction. I don't want you to try to sell me nothing. They already buy Bosch. I'm like, all right, well, I don't do sales. I'm, I'm a technical trainer. Um, but, you know, I try to incorporate a little sales into that. But uh, he said, no, these are all technical guys, and, and they already put in Bosch, and they, they want to know how to, how to troubleshoot it. I'm like, all right. I said, you do know that everybody that calls me still asks me questions about stuff that's on the startup. <laughs> like, yep. they've been putting it in three years, right? And they're like, so what does this dip switch do? I'm like, well, you know, it does this. That's part of the startup installation startup. I said, I'm going to cover that. I don't care if you don't like it or not. Yeah, you have to install setup and then we can do service and i'll be honest man a non-communicating inverter product you gotta not overthink it i don't know how many times i've said it on the show i was like all right guys are y'all ready for a uh, four-hour troubleshooting class and they're like heck yeah and i'm like well i got bad news <laughs> it's gonna be about an hour long of service I'm like what i'm like it's just a heat pump, man. When we do non-communicating stats and indoor boards and we cut all that out, we just cut out like a hundred codes Yep. that we don't have to cover. And uh, whether it's Bosch or the Greeflex or, or anything out there, like, you know, I'm just speaking from a tech to a tech, like, don't overthink it. Take all your existing HVAC knowledge and troubleshoot that thing. High pressure, low pressure, you know, refrigeration cycle. We gotta, and I always, uh, I always ask like, who's new to the industry? And it's hard to get a person to raise their hand, right? That ego gets involved. Yep. And there's yep, in, nobody in, wants to look bad. I usually get one. And he's like, he, he, I can tell you, like, wants to put his hand up. I've already spotted him when I walked in. So uh, he wants to put his hand up. I'm like, it's all right, man. You know, hey, we all started at some point. I mean, you didn't just walk into this industry with, you know, 50 years experience. So, dang, Ryan, you good? Sorry, sorry. I had to, I had to shake my ears there. <laughs> shake your ear. <laughs> So yeah, I, I open up the the Bosch has got a service manual uh, for the 20 sear, and on like page 30, it's the refrigeration cycle and heating and cooling, <laughs> and, and we follow it. And everybody's like, "Why aren't we following this? Like, what are we doing here?" And next thing you know, I get to about the third component, and they're like, "Okay, all right, I'm following you here. Okay," and I'm like, "Yeah, you you need to know this." And when I'm done, I'm like, does anybody see anything weird with this? This? And they're like, no, it looks like a heat pump. 
Exactly. Yes, like, that's what I've been trying to tell you. Told what to do, right, with their misters and a transducer and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, I've been trying to change it up a little bit doing that because I think people see inverter boards and they kind of overthink it. Yep. Um, well, I mean, it's still it's a curve, people, but it's, it's still right a curve, now. but it, but it's yeah. also it's intimidating. Even if you know, I remember right. opening up the boards the first time on on UP, you know, twenties when we got them in 2013. I was like, oh, holy crap, um, that's a yeah. lot. And they're like, don't yeah. look at this one. Well, too late. I done looked at it. <laughs> it's like a car crash. I can't unsee you know? that. I already saw it. <laughs> you know, and now now it doesn't phase me at all. I'm like, yes, yeah, electronics we're good. Like we've got a a five ton VRF outdoor unit in our warehouse in Charlotte. And when the I mean the corner panel is the height of the unit and it's gigantic, like multiple control boards. But I'm like, Oh yeah, that's just how it works. That's how it is these days. But well, it gives day, you a I'd code like, and you Ooh. go from there. Yeah, and I, like if it doesn't give you a code at all, and it's just you're there because something's not performing right, then don't look that deep into it. Let's just throw some gauges on it, take some temps, and see where we're at. Um, so yeah, that was a good class. I've been I've been hitting that a lot on uh, some of these. Uh, but I still get guys that call me and they go, look, we've been putting Bosch in for three or four years. We like the product. We just want some full-on service class. And I'm like, well, why? Like, yeah. are your guys asking for it? Are you, are you out there for three hours? Like, why? And they're like, well, we just, we just need it. And I'm like, that's not an answer. That's how you've been taught though. Right? Like, they, when they think inverter, they think they got to send everybody to the class. And I love it when they come to class, but it it's not a, you know, it's not a carrier infinity. It's not a, you know, I mean, just to throw brands out there, like communicating. It's not a Ream 20 seer communicating zoning system where you would need eight hours of training, right? You There's that much to cover. Um, it's just not that product. So... But our way, way we're built, our brain is just like, oh my God, we got to get some training on this. Jesus, this is a lot. And when we go through it, they're like, oh, huh. <laughs> like, all right. So I can send anybody out there. Yep. You can send any guy. You don't have to have your Bosch service guy to go out there. Send your, send any tech you got. So what have you been getting into? Well, so we had, while you were traveling everywhere, we had inventory last week. So that was, that was busy. Um, first inventory here. And, you know, I think we talk about different things in distribution. I think we had talked about that I was going to have it, but we didn't talk about, you know, all the steps of going through inventory. Um, right. A lot of times I think people think it's as simple as going to count everything, but unfortunately it is not that simple. Um, when you have a million dollars worth of items in your warehouse with a cost of pennies to thousands, it's a lot to, it's a lot to go through and deal with, you know, and some people, you gotta think about the ways you do it. I remember the first place I ever worked at, we did inventory and it would be We'd pre-count for like a couple of days during the week trying to get stuff set up. And then we'd, you know, we'd work till five on Friday. And then five o'clock on Friday is when we started inventory. 
Right. And we would count, you know, we would count for a while, but that company, literally every single branch in the division you're part of does inventory at the same time. Um, oh, actually, well, do you want to quick break? Hold that thought. Um, we have a uh, crawl space confession coming in. It looks like, yeah. Um, quick break in the we will circle back. <laughs> yes. So our, our buddy Zach, we've been trying to get him on the show, but he had something happen to him today on a job. He's in outside sales, selling to homeowners for a company and, in well, Charlotte and, and commercial yeah. now too. He's doing a little and bit commercial. Of so he's on his way home now and he's got a little story for us. So I am about to call Zach and put it on speaker. Uh, brace yourself yep. for this and guy. I'll, and I'll sit back and chill because he's not going to be able to hear me. Right. I feel like we're What's on up, the episode dude? of Crank What's up, man? Just driving home. All right. So. We're recording. Ryden cannot hear you, just me. So, uh, I've already given you an introduction. <laughs> <laughs> so, you yeah. just tell us what happened. I know you. I know you got when you get home. You got kids and stuff to deal with. So, you yeah. just you just uh, Man, windshield confessions. Today. <laughs> yes, windshield confessions. I walked into this house today. They needed a system placement quote whatever because they said that the repairs were getting kind of ridiculous we weren't out there and i go up there and i'm looking at the outdoor unit I'm like all right that's heat pump i go up to the attic and i see the air handler but then the first thing i notice is that there's an abandoned flue pipe that's coming through the attic there is a, a gas line that has been disconnected the ball valve turned off and just laid down to the side uh, it's not capped off or anything. Nice. <laughs> and then the, then the power to the old furnace was still there. They just cut the wires and wrapped around the wooden joist, <laughs> and the power was still on. Oh, and so I was like, oh, my God. And then you look over the side, you see the furnace was shoved over the corner because they, they didn't want to move it down the crawl, uh, the attic stairs. So we I had to. So they had no indoor unit. Oh, they did. It just—it it was. They I mean, it wasn't connected up. at all. They wired up a heat pump to be to run straight AC, and then just the heat strips come on when it calls for heating. I was more worried if the gas, if they're like hyper whatever, man, and it hit the heat strips, would have blown that whole townhome up. <laughs> this is crazy, man. Like I don't know who the heck was working on it, but like they didn't get a permit. <laughs> no, clear, clearly. So you, uh, what you had to have somebody pop yeah, in there? On me, but yeah, I had one of the techs come up here and uh, he helped me fix it. I couldn't leave it. I couldn't leave her, man. Because if something happened, you know, we're the last one there. Oh yeah, you're the last one there. No. <laughs> so did you? Yeah. Was she able to come up there and you show her, or did you have to like take pictures or? No, she was too busy stinking up for downstairs cooking old rotten shrimp. It was disgusting. <laughs> It was nice. absolutely disgusting. <laughs> it reminded me of when I worked with you, but I worked up in Kernersville, and that guy used to cook canned squid oh, in a microwave. God. That's what it smelled like. Oh, man, I, I forgot thought, about I that. that's what it was at first, but I think it was just, I think she microwaved a bunch of ramen noodles with, like, shrimp or something. I don't know. It was disgusting. 
Oh, that ramen. <laughs> yeah, the ramen shrimp one doesn't smell that great. Yeah, I just smell old. I smell like it's been sitting in the trash for about two days. So yeah, but that's it. That's pretty much it. Well, I'm glad you 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 saved you saved that lady's life over there, Zach. I know. I guess I should give him an honorary award or something. We got you. We got you. <laughs> yeah. All right, we're gonna have you on the show soon to get some more. You said that in September. I know. Hey, listen. <laughs> Well, I tried to have you on the other day. You had too many calls. Busted. I know, man. It's all good. Yeah, you did bust us there. I know. It's all good, man. All right. All right, dude. Well, be safe. See you, man. All right. See you, buddy. Thanks for coming on the show. He can't hear you, Ryan. I know, but he will when he hears it. He will when he listens to the show. That's true. He'll appreciate the sentiment. Oh, Zach. He's always getting into something. All right, so inventory... So inventory, um, I guess the long and short of it, there's a lot more that goes into distribution inventory than I think people think, especially when, you know, there's also times where you have stuff that's ordered and it's out there, but it's not shipped. So you've got to account for all those other things when you're doing it. Um, and then also, you know, some depending on it, sometimes it, it can jack up delivery schedules and some other stuff. If you've got to, um, if you've got to like shut down for part of a day to do it. So, you know, it's a lot of managing expectations from everybody all the way around, you know, when you're doing inventory as well, just depending on the type of or time of year it is. Well, I guess as a tech, what I remember is walking into a supply house on Thursday and they're like, we got inventory tomorrow, so. Tell us what you need and we will grab it. <laughs> yeah, it's just like. No shopping cart today. Deals. I mean, I feel like I've never walked into another place like an auto zone or anything and caught that in the mix. And maybe do some people kind of just do a run in inventory all the time? Yeah, but I mean, everyone has to do at least one annual inventory, I would think. I think we okay. actually do two because we have so many different divisions we have to keep track of stuff for. Right. All right. Yeah, I mean, you know, once again, like our last show, you got to know how the industry works all the way around and give some of these guys a break. I know out in the field, we tend to beat some folks up a little bit. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, we do. And it's just <clears throat> it's one, just one of those things. It's another part of the industry that we, we have, <clears throat> you know, that we deal with. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, I helped with inventory towards the end there before I switched over here to manufacturer's rep, and, uh, it was not that fun. Not gonna lie. Go count all of the three quarter couplings in the warehouse. Yep. Oh, the best one, uh, the best one for us was the, uh, the three eight nuts for, well, and washers for doing Unistrut. For threaded rod oh yeah 703 nuts that was fun to count <laughs> not four three yeah 703 yep then they give you the variance for one nut come on yeah then they run you throw that in the computer and it spits out and says hey we actually have it says we only have 200 and we got seven why 700 why is that yeah so so we had you start in- digging 
I know we had some instances like that. For some reason, some of our, like a lot of products will have, you know, primary location in the counter showroom area, but then we've got overstock in a secondary location in the warehouse. For some reason, some of our secondary and primaries weren't showing up and it was only taking one of the locations when we entered them. So like our first run of variances was like $45,000. We're like, what in the hell? That's, like, that's like there's no way it's that, that off. And then we started running through it and it's like, oh, it's because it only counted two of the 16 of these because 14 are back there. It's like, why right. did it not take that when we entered it? So yeah, there's always, and you can, you can know your computer system, like the back of your hand. And no matter what, there's going to be at least one curveball You got to sort out <laughs> during an inventory. Oh, yeah. You're like, yep. what is this? Why is it doing that? Write it off. <laughs> like, nope, we're done. Just throw it in the dumpster. I didn't see it. It was not here. It. it wasn't here. <laughs> oh, geez. So it's official now. I cannot sleep in hotels. <laughs> That's when you know you've made it to old age. Uh-oh. I'm just decrepit, dude. I can't sleep in a hotel anymore. Just, and no, I'm not going to take my pillow with me on a trip. I can't do that. Like, <laughs> you don't want to take. You could, we could get you a stuffed animal. We could get you oh, a stuffed trash God, panda. No, I don't want to take my pillow. I'm, <laughs> I'm like, no, nah, I'm good. And I'm like, I'm still in the mindset. Like when I was a kid, I slept so good in hotels. I was so excited we were on a trip. Yep. I'm like, I'll be fine, dude. Their pillows suck. You know, I try to like drink a few beers and get real full and then just try to, that'll help. <laughs> that doesn't help. I just can't sleep in hotels anymore. And depending on my training, you know, a couple nights here and there during the week. Um, and when I get home, man, I get that bed and it's just like, I go into a coma in yep. my bed. It's like, damn. Yeah. So I got that going on trying to limit the hotel stays but uh it's hard to do when you're a traveling trainer for a living traveling trainer yeah <laughs> right? so so i know we had we actually we had a busy week speaking of traveling um we had a busy week the last two weeks really but i even i know i posted some of it but i was jumping in a van running some extra stuff here and there just because we needed some extra manpower and it's kind of where it's in that growing pain point of right in between needing another driver and another truck, but you're, you're not quite busy enough to justify it, but you're close. So it's like, can you make it to the turn of the year? <laughs> so right. that it doesn't wreck your budget. Oh wait, do we have now, a budget? Do you, do you have a budget? Right? <laughs> That's the now, next question. Do we have a budget for this? <laughs> you know, we said this, like I said, we don't want to make it the same as the last show, but we, we said this where we're like, People see a distribution place and their warehouse is full of equipment. And just like you said, it's like, what can, can we hire another driver? Most people think, well, yeah, just hire another driver. But there's a dollar figure that has to happen before that's justifiable. Oh, yeah. And it's and it's a bigger dollar like figure than, than people think because it's not just, well, we're going to go out and hire this guy and it's. 40 grand, 50 grand, whatever it ends up being. But that's that's literally just the the first problem. Because right. then it's 
if you're going to have another driver, well, do you need another truck? Do you need another van? What's the next step there? Do you need you insurance? Know, that's the next one. Insurance. What's the <laughs> service plan? All this other stuff. What's it going to cost you to operate that truck on a day-to-day basis? Do you need to buy an easy pass so it can go up and down the freeways quicker to try to save time? You know, all that has to factor in. So it's a lot. Um, Speaking of that, I keep getting in that lane with my trailer. Is that not, is that frowned upon? <laughs> I don't know. Can they send it to the trailer tag? No, I get, I still get it. It still takes a picture of my tag. How the hell does it hit that angle? That's, I have no idea. But like, I get in that lane. <laughs> that makes and it, there it is. I get in the mail. It says HVAC R&D. I'm like, dang it. Apparently, if you lower your tailgate on a truck, it cannot get it. Hmm. But I can't do that toe in the truck. Yeah, yeah, right? No, you can't do that. Not toe in the truck, but think, I have thought to, about it. <laughs> I'm trying to remember who I mean, it's the, $2. Yeah, I know. Well, some days. But I'm trying to remember who the comedian was. I think it was Ron White. The great Ron White once said. Um, yep. But no, he was talking about bidets. He's like, man, it's like it sounds seems like there's just somebody in there that this how is it on target every single time? That's how I feel about the easy pass camera. I and I'm doing 80 miles an hour with a trailer <laughs> and it takes a perfect picture of my tag. I don't I don't get it. Yeah. The time in there. Like if I was sitting up there with my with a camera, I couldn't get it. I mean, I don't know how it gets it. But it is spot on, and they will send it right to you in the mail. Here you go, bud. Here's your bill. Oh, yeah. So, And I, I look down and see that HVAC R&D tag, and I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool. So, yeah, I ran from uh, as little as deliveries in Mooresville. Then I ran stuff to Greensboro. I ran stuff to Asheville. Got to go see uh, got to see Cajun Joe and, and Mama Jess. I got to see Mom for the first time in a bit um, this past Friday. Nice. Oh, that was a that was a restaurant that could have used a few more hands on deck. Um, that was one of those we sat there so long that we ordered when they brought us or came to get the drink order. Oh, that's when you know. Like that's, that's when, when you, know. you know it's a problem. Hey, we're going ahead and put that order in. Now the food, food the food was fantastic, but the <laughs> service was a bit sketch. I, like I said, I still think they're trying to weasel their way through that. Oh, they are. But, um, other news, I, me and Kylie put up a trail camera and a corn feeder. (laughs) Oh, geez. So we're not hunting anything yet. No, we're not hunting it. We, uh, our lot where I'm going to be building my new house, every time I drive by there just to check on the lot, just deer scatter everywhere. And I've had reports on Facebook that there's a bear in there as well. Um, Speaking of bear, remind me of that. I'll tell you a story. So we put up a uh, corn feeder on a timer and a trail camera. So the new trail cameras, because I've been out of the game a while, are cell cameras. And everybody on the show is like, geez, man, really. But it takes a picture or a video and just sends it to my phone. You know, we used to have to go in the woods and take the card out and take it back to a computer or something. And yeah, and then it was a surprise. Like, what did we get? Yeah, 
Oh, a squirrel for 70,000 pictures. Yep. <laughs> Just dancing in front of the camera. <laughs> um, so last night at 8, my phone's like, Bruh. I'm like, what is that? I'm like, oh, Kylie, come look. Oh, so there's three giant doe just walking around. So they're on the corn, and we put that out the day before. So looks like night activity is when they're coming in there. But she just loves to see them on the camera. Now we can you can drive around town, right? And you gotta like go dodge slow. Them. Yeah, right. But it's different when they. I don't know. It's just different. So we'll see what all we can get on there. Also, it's, you don't know what you're going to see. You know what I mean? You open your phone. So I'm going to throw some of that on Instagram. Maybe I'll get a big big buck in there or the bear. The bear is really what I want. I'm going to have to throw some cinnamon rolls out in there. See what happens. So speaking of bears, when I was leaving um, when I was leaving Asheville, pulling off of the Biltmore exit to get back on 40 West, no, excuse me, 40 East, there was a mama bear and three cubs trying to cross the freaking highway. Like right, and it was, they were off to my right, oh boy. like right on, they were walking up the on-ramp. What? Onto, towards, yeah, no joke, they were walking up the on-ramp towards the interstate when I looked over to the right and saw them, and I was like, holy crap. I mean, there was no way I could stop and take a picture where I was at, but I was like, someone please don't hit these poor bears. Please don't. So I, speaking of Asheville, uh, about a month ago, I forgot all about this, um, driving up there to do a training and there was some cops. I thought there was a wreck. So there was a little bit of traffic. It was kind of, you know, creeping along. And when I went by, it was animal control, some cops, and there's a bear. Just picture him just sitting on his butt on the side of the highway. Oh, geez. And the, and the, and the guy just like, he's sitting up, but he's obviously been hit, but just barely. Right. He's sitting up and, and they're like standing around him. Like, are you okay? You good? I just, it's the way it looked right. They're just, I'm like, this thing gets his mind, right? <laughs> he's going to tear all of you up. Like, I mean, this was a full size bear just sitting on his butt. Like he's just like, whoo, dang. And the animal control guy literally was squatting down next to him like he's consulting him. Like, you all right, man? You good? It was bizarre. I'm like, I mean, what do you do? I guess you. That's hilarious. I don't know. No, I mean, what do you do? That's that's exactly right. <laughs> well, I mean, what I, do you all do? I could think of is if he's just a little loopy right now when he gets his senses back um, and there's five people just standing around him. Yeah, he's going to be like, what? I'm, it's not yeah. time to get out of here. He's like, lunch. Man, I'm starving. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's that's not good. Have you seen up there where you're, uh, where you're from up in there? Have you seen the elk walking through there? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we used, used to go see the elk all the time. Um, we've They're got, just wandering around up there. We used to have some had some video that was posted on the old R&D Instagram account. I have to go back and see if I can find it. Because I put some yeah, up there. Walking through the creeks up there. Yeah. They're big, too. You don't realize how big they are. No, they're massive when they get right next to the car. It's insane. Yeah, they're like eight feet tall. Yeah. Just... They're not, not as big as a moose, but it gives you some no. perspective. 
Right. All right, so we've been... Uh, yeah, ran deliveries, which, God, I'll tell you, coming back over um, Black Mountain into Old Fort, like, you couldn't see crap. Smoky Mountains yeah, were living up to pictures. it. Jeez. Yeah, you start um, getting up in the elevation there, it's it's all of a sudden it's raining and... Yep. Foggy. Oh, yeah, I picked, I picked a beautiful, and sunny. Yeah, I picked a beautiful day to go home for, for an hour. Right. But... No, sometimes so you just, animals. Yeah, sometimes you just got to get in the uh, the car and go. Well, yeah. Speaking of animals, as Dennis said, so we were talking about all these, all this wildlife. Um, I think it's hilarious that that yesterday Dennis and I both had a, a customer um, that that to both of us are you know really as much friends as they are customers. We've known them long enough, but both of us got customers giving us coolers full of meat yesterday. <laughs> Right. Yeah, I had a guy. So it's a guy that he's been. Well, we well we talked about it on the fail. show. Dang it! I'm gonna go look up the episode while you're talking. Yeah. So we looked. We had a guy. Well, we talked. I don't know what episode it was, but I had also I had some voicemails that I would just play on the on the podcast, and they were contractors calling me, leaving voicemails, and some of them are just hilarious. But this gentleman here, he's. I've helped him with the Rude equipment when I was in Rude tech support. And now I'm over at the Bosch side and he's putting in Bosch. He just kind of follows me. And uh, big fisherman, always, you know, me and him will talk fishing. We'll talk about a thermostat for a minute and then we'll talk about fishing for an hour. And uh, yesterday he's like, are you, are you near the shop? And I'm like, yeah, you can pop in there. So he pops in. He's like, I got to go through this Bosch thermostat. I'm just not familiar. So he knows I got running equipment in there. So we go through the stat and he's like, all right, I got something for you out in the cooler. <laughs> so he gets two big bags of, apparently he wasn't going to give it to me unless he was comfortable on the Bosch stat. But That's funny. Right? You earned your so, keep, Mr. Dennis. Right? He'd come in there and uh, he'd give me 24 fillets of crappy cleaned and ready to go 12 in each bag and I'm like dude crappie for everybody on here that's not in the south it's crappy down here (laughs) (laughs) it's crappy that's how I was taught growing up it's crappy but this come out of Lake James which is a nice mountain clean lake so I'm pretty oh, stoked. Yeah. Fish fry coming up. So yeah, Dennis is doing a fish fry, and then my customer, he had he had been a customer of mine for years um, at the company I was at previously, and there were a couple of different trips we were supposed to have gone on once. We were supposed to go deep sea fishing, and uh, my dog broke his leg. Literally, that the morning before, um, was when Cody broke his leg. So we ended up not going on that one, which had we drove down there, it wouldn't have mattered because the seas were so rough. The captain called it, called it off anyway. So we wouldn't have yeah. gotten to go regardless. So at least I didn't feel quite as bad about that one. And then we were supposed to go to West Virginia somewhere to go hunting, but that one didn't happen. And then finally, after I've left that place, they were finally going to send him, um, so they put, you know, credit on his account for him to go up there and, and do some of it. But they went up and shot a bison, 
four deer, uh, yeah, four deer, and then two uh, hogs. So when I stopped by his, his shop yesterday, I got three pounds of hot hog sausage or breakfast sausage, three pounds of ground deer meat, three pounds of deer stew meat. I think they they won't get the they won't get the bison meat for a week or so. They said because it's it's like six hundred pounds. I'm gonna have to meat. get some bison. You think he'd let me get a little bison Dude, meat? I've never yeah, tried that. Yeah, he would. No, I'm I'm definitely. I haven't had I haven't had good venison in forever because we my where dad was older and and stuff we just really didn't hunt a lot we went to Louisiana and fished all the time but we never hunted so I've really I've never I have never hunted a day in my life it's a sad thing to yeah. say for where I'm from but I haven't well just I never mean did it my dad got out of it and I went I I had to go just from work work guys on my own you know I didn't yeah. grow up hunting with my dad my brother did. My dad's like, yeah, I'm tired of sitting in the woods freezing to death, so I'm out. Yeah, the only, uh, and it's not even really hunting, the only quote-unquote closest to hunting I've been has been like pheasant shoots, but they're all like released, like tower (laughs) shoots. I'm like, this is not the same. No. But I will say a pheasant's some good eating too. Oh, yeah. No, the ground deer meat, the the uh, the back straps that you can just kind of chop up and grill them out. Can't beat that. I love deer meat chili or oh yeah or spaghetti. Actually, we did a lot of spaghetti growing up. So my my great so uncle, lean, you know what I mean? You gotta yeah. just add it. To something. Yeah, my great uncle Charlie used to make like deer meat and red eye gravy and put it over angel hair pasta. Jeez. I don't know if that was a Cajun thing or... Yeah, red-eye gravy was a breakfast thing for me growing up. Well, it wasn't for me, but... Red-eye gravy is, is like... Yeah, it's got, it's got coffee in it. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it can be stout. It's weird over pasta. <laughs> hey, oh, yeah, know? no, it's stout. Yeah, it's straight to the arteries. Crushing you. And he'd see, and Uncle Charlie lived to be like 97... There you go, right? <laughs> okay, so yeah, we got we we got to get some. Uh, we might have a some HVAC guest coming up soon. We do, but I know we'll have. Uh, we keep saying it, but I'll be excited. We can talk about the stuff we want to talk about more further. Um, like you said, yeah, we got a lot of stuff we've been working on that we can't really discuss yet. Yeah. But. No, I, yeah, it's gonna say I think I'm coming to training with you tomorrow unless something crazy happens. So yeah, we're um, gonna have uh, we got some training with AC Products guy. Yep, potentially future guest looking like. Yeah, Brian. I'm not yep. gonna say his name yet till I hear it from him. His last name. I don't want to butcher it. <laughs> he's a new listener to the show and he's gonna laugh at that. But uh, yeah, I'm, I don't want to butcher it. It's That's Brian what I'm here AC for. Products. That's what I'm here for. I'm the one that butchers everybody's name. <laughs> yeah, I always let Ryan do so bad because I hate when people butcher mine. <laughs> right? That's true. That's true. I'm the one that gets to do the intro. Yeah, we got training with uh, Brian AC Products, the um, the coatings we can put on PCB boards, outdoor units, coils. Um, 
And then he also is going to train us on the Arctic Haze pipe freezing product where you can freeze some pipe, change the valves, and then it just unfreezes and you're good. I mentioned that on the show before. Keystone just brought those in. Kind of interesting. Actually, Arctic Haze has a million products. Yeah. They got one of those catalogs. You know the catalog I'm talking about. Yep. It's a... uh, the one you get yeah, booked it, with. It's like a McMaster car or a Granger or a... <laughs> it's one of those. God, I miss looking at the McMaster car. If anybody's ever looked that up, anybody that hasn't heard of that. McMaster car. Just random stuff, material-wise. You need like a uh, a 30-foot, 2-inch aluminum rod. They got you. <laughs> I mean, they got everything. Yes. It's just crazy place. But uh Yeah, so how how's your uh how's your fantasy football? Oh god. I so I so knew I this I knew this up. past week was gonna be rough because uh <laughs> so I have I have the the unfortunate problem of having to choose between Patrick Mahomes and Jalen Hurts every weekend. However, they both mm. naturally had their bye week the same damn week on top of it all. So, I went out and got, uh, because he's had some success with him himself, Mr. Wilkins over there, I went out and got picked up David Carr off of waivers. And then, what does he do? He gets hurt. (laughs) Oh, I know. I know. I'm aware. So, I had no quarterback. Because I I had my guy on a bye week. So, I had Carr in there. And then, I'm... I'm spiraling, dude. Like I'm I got, spiraling. I got butchered by uh, Melissa. She's our our uh, GM for the account execs in our office. I mean, this score—it's embarrassing. It is so embarrassing. I have to tell you how bad it was. So I'm, I'm now on a three-game losing streak. After uh, I was on a three-game losing streak, one-two, and now back to the L's. Because literally my only so strength your, is my your, two quarterbacks. What you what's your record? Two and eight. Oh, yes. <laughs> it is rough. I got you. I'm three and seven. Yes. So so I'm in ninth out of ten, ten people. And oh, three of them, at least three of them, don't even keep up with football. So, And they're ahead of me. Um. I'm not embarrassed to say on here last week with all I had going on, I forgot to look. I know. And that was my problem. And I, too. Had, and I had a guy on a buy, my wide receiver, <laughs> not to say that was the, the end all be all, but, uh, yep. And I, uh, I got the, the break speed off me this, this week. So, all right. Well, you yeah, tell me your seven. score first. How bad was your, how bad did you get the break speed off you? Let's see. Oh, actually, well, let's see. 99 to 68. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you want to really hear getting the brake speed oh, off? Oh, God. You? I mean, that's pretty bad. 127 to 66. Dude, 127 is a lot of points. Yeah. I got to go. I mean, that's up there. That's not a no. Yeah, that's. No, like, um, she, I mean, if she could have a player. Like have a career day. Yeah, got whooped. Yeah, so this week we had a guy put up one forty nine. I am dead last. 
You're last. Okay. I'm, well, I'm second to last. God, we come into this. We come into this like cruising high hopes. Like we're so excited. We'll talk about fantasy football on this podcast, and we're both horrendous. Just horrendous. Like I think I, I'm. Actually, I think I'm already eliminated. No, almost. If I lose one more game, I'm toast. I will be eliminated uh, from playoff contention. Because <laughs> I'm a yeah, solid I mean, six games back right now. Oh, yeah. This is... So, uh, oh. while we're on sports talk, I will say, you know, Corey's not doing the App State marching band next year, but he has already started the football band. And... So he plays drum set during these. Up in the crowd, they got a they got a platform and the drum set. Dude, he is killing it. Nice. That's his well, that's his thing, right? Um they asked him to come play at the women's basketball game. So I'm hoping he's gonna make a little uh make a little mark, you know? Like, I like it. Um We got some games that I just bought some tickets for. I mean, they're like ten bucks, you know, men's some of the men's basketball games he's going to be playing at. And they tell him to just play with the band. Play what you want, play with the band. I'm like, God, y'all could not have said anything better. Yeah. That's that's what he's going to do. So get some video of that soon. And R&D Youth Sports Talk. Yes. We haven't had this in a while. No, it's been uh, it's been the off-season for our little sponsored uh, fisherwoman. But, uh, old Rippin' yeah, Lips, so we, Ricky Lee. Yep. Rippin' Lips, Ricky Lee. Go check her out on Instagram. We, uh, HVAC R&D, we got a big, she wrapped her boat, and we've got, now how, how old is she? She's, she 10 now? Is she 12? 12? Yeah, right there, 12, 13. Close. No, she ain't 13. She, she's, She's 11 close. or 12. I said somewhere in there close. <laughs> right. Somewhere in there close. She's, she's Kylie's age. She's got to be 11 or 12, yeah. Um, but we got a we got a big R&D spot on her boat. Yep. And we've sent her some fishing gear to wear. So we are, we are sponsoring her and her journey, and she's crushing it, dude. Yep. She, I need to... I need to go and start reposting a little bit of her stuff because now that she's back into tournaments again since the season's kind of kicked off, she's starting to build content. And, I mean, she builds all of her own stuff, so which is even cooler. I know she's she's working on trying to get a sponsor to help them out with the new uh, little trolling motor because theirs is starting to give them some trouble. So best of luck with that one. Yep. Yeah, she reaches out to these companies, and she's like, hey, I fish these tournaments for the high school. Um and they just send her rods and baits and tackle and and uh, of course this is bass fishing obviously she's uh she's crushing it man what is she so you got some results from the last little tournament she fished yep so well these her, are big tournaments too by the way which i think she has a huge one this weekend on lake norman i can't remember the name of it i swear it's this weekend maybe i'll have to ask i'll have to ask travis um but so she was second place uh, in her most recent tournament, weighed in nine pounds, two ounces. Um, and every single fish that was weighed in, she caught. And she had, she's got a teammate, but she took some names at this one. Yeah, so she has another kid on the boat. 
So our buddy Travis runs the boat and them two fish front and back. And uh, her little teammate was, uh, was a big zero on that one. So he said she caught all the fish for the weigh-in. So, And we're talking some of these tournaments, like these BASS tournaments she gets in are 90 boats, 80 boats, 70 boats. Like, um, we might have to show up for a weigh-in one day. And No, I know, right? We got to get some pictures. and uh, Yeah, definitely. Give her some more swag. All right. AHR coming in hot. It is. Are you registered yet? We might be. I don't know. Me? I, I, I think We're still, I, I think, are we? Are you? I don't think well, I am. Well, personally, you know, we get. Yeah, because we've got, a, we've got a double register. Yeah, I get it, and then the R&D gets it, which I think Pride covers that. Yep. Um, so if you've not already registered, go to ahrexpo.com get registered then get the app downloaded on your phone i think breezy is the the little uh bot that runs the app so i think once you download it uh, breezy will send you messages from time to time to let you know about any updates that come out you can go through and you can find the booths such as the bosch booth or maybe the ac products booth so you got a booth can't remember yeah he does have a booth yeah yeah so you got some booth numbers there there it is Let's see, booth number, oh gosh, where's it at? It's, uh, I think it's cool he puts it on his email. Um, it's Brian Lemoyne. Hope I didn't butcher that. Booth number S8695. Yep, so S8695, AC Products. Yep, AC Products booth. Yeah, I think I didn't even think about that. We should definitely. There's a couple of booths that, the, that we should talk yeah, about. Yeah, he's the CEO over there, so we're gonna have him on the show. Yep. Um, um, but yeah, so so once you get the app, you get a full, you know, interactive map of the show, so you can go in and you can find booth S8695, Flag AC Products booth. That way, you're gonna know where it is. You walk into the the place, you can click it, you can kind of figure out where it's located. When you're on the floor, you also can go and save Podcast Pavilion 2 because we will be there from 1 to 3 on Monday and Tuesday, the 22nd and 23rd. So come check us out. And then I think we're doing some meet and greet stuff um, to follow that with, I think they set up maybe 4 to 5 as like a meet and greet or something with with the podcasters. I'm not sure. More, more to come on that one. Um, yep. And then uh, we've got our own little promo that I've, finished putting together i've just got to put out and then uh yeah we just keep on trucking before we know it's going to be thanksgiving christmas and ahr time god thanksgiving next week week after next week after right no crap it is next week dude Uh, it is next week (laughs) come on god it is well by the way i got i got christmas up in my house just throwing that out it's uh yeah i know it's happened it's gonna it's gonna happen to us too she forced it and this weekend i'm decorating the outside the inside is full bore jeez i know i know i'm still i just packed up a skeleton and threw up a christmas tree (laughs) bam um that's all right if kylie's excited i'll throw it up you know what i mean yep that's it 
she's 12 it, you know you don't get that forever so yeah. well um, I think Christmas songs at the bus stop in the Christmas truck the the bus stop. still it's, it's full on man. it's full on nice so so yeah Thursday well th- so Thursday and Friday um, probably mostly Thursday and Friday probably I'll end up working a little bit but Thursday and Friday I'm off Chris and I's 10 year anniversary is Thursday and nice. we're spending the day part of our anniversary trying to finish <laughs> getting as much of the house together as we can so that because we're hosting um, some of Thanksgiving next Thursday so we've got to at least get the downstairs wrapped up we just we've got yeah stuff. so that's next week right just, yeah just want to next clarify week. that again next week next week yep <laughs> you're like yeah we yep. can have from now well I mean timeline wise it's a week and a half almost week and two did what nine days yeah, I wouldn't look at it like that I'd be a week and a third that. a week and a third <laughs> it's next week <laughs> <laughs> this week's about half over so <sighs> so yeah thanks to everybody for following us um we will continue to put out as much as we can on social media. Yeah, we've been, as always, been we try to, to bring. Well, we try to bring different stuff to the uh, to the table That's because it. of the side of That's the business it. world. That's it. Cool. Well, yeah. Thanks for listening, everybody. Make sure to go find us on Instagram and TikTok at hvac.rnd, Tradehounds Facebook and LinkedIn as the HVAC R&D Podcast. And then go check out HVACRD.com. If you need anything else, just let us know. Appreciate you. Have a good week. See you guys. Peace.